Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Donkey Donkey Connection podcast with David and Tuck, all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number 67, where we're going to be going over WWE Fastlane. Now, we are doing a... the road to WrestleMania. The final stop on the road to WrestleMania. This is our first time doing this kind of an episode. We are doing a sole pay-per-view recap today, and tomorrow we will have our talking points from the previous week in wrestling. So we're going to try and start breaking up episodes a little bit, kind of to give you guys one more content and two much shorter episodes. Yeah. But, but alas, let us get into Fastlane. Now, overall, what did you think of the pay-per-view? I thought the pay-per-view overall was good. Um, Definitely, you know, lower it's def- tier It's definitely B, a B-tier you know pay-per-view. It's what it is. It's how it's designed. Um, I don't mind these pay-per-views being sprinkled in. I kind of hate how they throw this in, and then three weeks later is Mania. I'd almost rather yeah. have just um, more stellar. I'd say I'd say between Rumble and, and Mania, you know what I mean? I'd say between Raw and Mania, you give us one pay-per-view. Give us Elimination Chamber. That's your one yeah. pay-per-view between the two, and then you give mean Royal weeks. Rumble and Mania. Yeah. Yeah, between Rumble and Mania. And and then build, use your weekly shows, use your free live on television shows to build your storylines. Don't yeah, that makes don't sense. use a pay per view just to use a pay per view to build your storylines because a lot of what happened on this show built storylines leading to mania. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. So we're going to start off with the pre-show, which in my opinion was one of the better matches of the night. Yeah, because not only was it a great match between two great competitors, but you also got a very big story booked element out of this match. Very yeah. big story booked and element. And I think it's a very I think it's a very bookend. Like this is like the ending of a storyline. Yeah, um, I think so too. I think so as well. Um Matt Riddle, I'm going to continue to call him Matt Riddle cuz he's damn Matt Riddle. Um, yep. And Mustafa Ali um, for the United States Championship, and Mustafa Ali going into this match continue to continue to tell his group Retribution, "Hey, stay out of this. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to show you what I can do. I'm going to win the United States Championship on my own." Well, he didn't because he got hit with an avalanche, bro, Derek. Dude, that was incredible. Holy God, I saw that and I thought it was going to be a botch because he was having trouble hooking him. Yep, but in the middle of the air, he got his arm hooked around and yep. hit it flush. Yes, Pinned he him did. one, two, three. The biggest point of this um, match all the was, match was the post-match stuff, where Mustafa Ali is in the ring. Retribution's trying to help him up and all this, and he's he's pulling away. He's pissed off. He's like, "Why didn't you guys come to help me? Why? Where were you when I needed you?" Blah blah blah, and starts running each of them down, and slowly, one by one, reckoning. Walks out of the ring, says, I'm done. Slapjack, I'm done with you. Goodbye. Mustafa Ali is yelling at him, get back in line, get back in line. And he starts getting in the face of T-Bar and Mace. And Mace, yep. And they hit the high justice on Mustafa Ali. Ending Retribution. Incredible, incredible. Now, quick bit of question for you. Do we still see Retribution... The tag team Mace and T Bar, or is it? I think so. Done. No, I think I think them two will be known as Retribution. 
and then we'll get and then and reckoning and slapjack will fall off TV and we'll get a Mia Yim Shane Thorne. I think so. I think that's the best course of action, and that's nothing against the fact that they, maybe they could just keep the stable together. It just the problem is now with the name; it's synonymous with a lot of empty promises that the the stable could have been. Yeah. And I thought like there was those. I what was it a four week stretch where they were actually picking up some steam. They mm-hmm. were beating the New Day and they were putting in good matches against the Lucha House Party and beating the Lucha House Party and beating Riddle and you know beating Apollo Cruz and you're like man you know they're getting some steam here and then all of a sudden I just feel like eh, they're taking the air out of the sails again. Yeah. And I love Mustafa Ali. I think he is such an incredible talent. Um. Both in ring on the mic, I just feel like you know he he f- doesn't fit you know he small guy small guy syndrome in in, in that WWE mold. They yep. always want to put it on the big guys, mm-hmm. and that's why I think we're gonna see something out of Mason T Bar yeah. if they keep their names. I mean, I know there's a big meaning behind um, why Dominic Dijakovic chose the name T Bar. He, go, he goes into it in big detail on his um. On his Instagram and Twitter, um, but there's meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. So I could almost see them keeping those names and maybe keeping the name Retribution um, as a tag team. Um, but like you said, getting Mia Yim out, getting Shane Thorne out, putting Shane Thorne back into the cruiserweight title division. Yeah, put him in you the know, two of that's, division. Oh, we're gonna talk about that division pretty soon on the next show, and um, getting Mia Yim in the women's championship division, especially mm-hmm. with the fact that one of her arrivals is going after a big belt at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And we'll get and to that uh, in her match. Show. Well, her match is next because she was teamed up today with... Uh, yes, this is who you're talking about. I was thinking somebody else. Anyway, okay. um, so next, um, the first match on the actual card, we had Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. <sighs> yeah. Listen, the four the of them whole... in the ring together, it, they're, they're great talents, right? Yes, yes. My own my issue is is that you had the same storyline for both teams. Yeah, where teams it's interbantering. Um, they can't figure, they can't get their shit together, yep. and they're having trouble working together as a team. Yep. And one team just gets the better of the other because the internal bantering and all that. Yep. And so, um, the um, distraction by Reginald. Yeah. Which causes the surprise roll up. One, two, three. Match is mm-hmm. over. Um, and then uh, Banks slaps the absolute hell out of bull hair. Dude, slapped her eyelash off. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think there was genuine anger from Belair. Yeah, Belair did this thing where... Remember she, like, when, twitched. So remember when um, Charlotte found her way to NXT... And Charlotte started talking back to Belair, and she kind of got this like yeah, little bit of a like, jump oh, she had. You, she was like, doing? "Oh, what are you doing? You you don't want to do this. You don't go yeah. here." She was doing yes. that yes, whole thing where she's yeah, getting she like, was. if she had her earrings in still, that's when she would have been taking them out, taking them off. Exactly, exactly. Like, oh, this is about to go down and all that, and this is going to build to, in my opinion, which I know they're not doing because they're doing the WWE title as the main event night one. This should be the main event of night one. It should be. Because the Royal Rumble winner, the Royal Rumble winner, main events WrestleMania. 
You have a two-night main event. You have two Royal Rumble winners. Give the women the night one and the men's night two because we know what we're getting now for our main event of night two, and it will probably be the best match on the card. Yes. Hands freaking down. Yep. But we'll get to that when we start talking about our WrestleMania. And WrestleMania week, just to let you guys know, is going to be busy. It's going to be busy. But next match we had was the Intercontinental Championship match between Big E and Apollo Crews, which I'm loving this new Apollo Crews character mm-hmm. um, where he's embracing his Nigerian roots. Yep. And this I match was very, way... very, very fun. Yes, I like the way this match <gasps> opened. This was just a hot open. These guys went at each other like two bulls in a China, in a China shop. Yep. They were hitting each other with everything. And then Biggie gets the upper hand and he just hits big move after big move after big move after big. How many splashes did he hit on the apron? Four? Oh, yeah. Five? It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then once Apollo gets the upper hand, him hitting German suplex after German suplex after German suplex. Biggie's a big boy. He hit a couple scoop slams too. Yes. Yes. So. This match was going the way I wanted it. I wanted like just pure aggression. We're gonna talk about another match. Yes, we're gonna talk about another match. It was just pure aggression and power as well. And this match played out exactly the same way. And then the finish happened. Yeah, it was weird, and I was thrown off because when it when it looked like to me, it looked like both their shoulders were down. Were down for three, but the count only went to two, and then the bell rang. So it threw me off and I think at that point I think the finish was supposed to be like that both their shoulders were down yeah and, and then, then the, Apollo the was supposed to, to snap yeah yeah and then Apollo snapped which he did which yeah. I love that post-match angle I love the fact he was just hitting him with again how many angle slams was that like yeah, it was incredible. three of them back to back to back he, he left him laid out in the ring it was like that is what did I did you want. notice that I think it was in this match that Apollo hit the three amigos Yes. Three, yeah, three Germans. Germans back to back to back, yeah. But but I just I this listen, great match. This is a superior build. We're gonna get it again at WrestleMania, which I'm excited yeah. about. And I think at Mania I just, we might see a new champ. I just I I I don't know where the miscommunication was in the ring. Yeah. Like there I was don't know where there. it was. There was something that I just went astray and that happens. We've seen it on NXT. We've seen it on Raw. We've seen it on SmackDown. We've seen it on pay-per-views. We've seen it in AEW. We've seen it on ROH. We've seen it in New Japan. Mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they were able to collect themselves and then get to what they wanted to do, which was put Apollo Crews over as this true powerhouse, mm-hmm. this just angry guy, loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. And him coming out with that spear, yeah. Everybody else can hold their candles, hold their spears. He's got a genuine spear. Mm-hmm. So, now we're going to talk about probably David's favorite moment of the night. An Old Spice commercial I, with Rick I Bukagen. I could not contain myself. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I could not contain myself. The commercial starts, and I am sitting down, and I'm like, holy shit. It's Rick Bughagen. <laughs> I proceed to FaceTime Josh. And I'm like, dude, it's the Bukes. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, 
that's Rick Bugagin. I didn't even realize when I was watching it. I thought it was just some random extra they hired. But then I Dude. looked closer and I was like, that's Bukagan. Then he wins the 24-7 championship. All of about 30 seconds, but he still won the 24-7 title. He still won it. He still won it. And here's the interesting part is that <laughs> Bukes' shirt got ripped open and stuff. And there was the white tiger symbol on his Night chest tiger. on his shirt. Night tiger. Night tiger. I'm sorry. And Akira Tozawa didn't know how to react. Yeah. Can we just get a comedic storyline with them too? Please. Yeah. Um, Bugs is my spirit animal in the wrestling industry. Yeah, he's a psychotic, chaotic metalhead. If you want to watch power lifting with heavy metal... While the guy's actually playing the guitar while he's doing squats, Rick Bukhagen is your man. And now he is officially in the annals as a WWE champion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And he won a main roster title before Alistair Black. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Moving on to a match that didn't need to happen. Strowman versus Elias. Be it, it was to fill in for the Shane McMahon, he's injured, he doesn't want to fight Strowman, blah, 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 the whole nine yards. Yep. Just kibosh the whole storyline and push it to Mania because we know we're getting this match at Mania. Yeah, we're going to get this match at Mania, and the real question is, is who's going to get involved? Is Elias going to get involved because he felt like he got betrayed by Shane? Like, I, I don't know where this is headed. Um... I mean, we're going to get a... Shane always puts on a good match. Oh, without you know, a doubt. He always puts on a good match. But uh, how long are they going to let them go? Because I really don't want to see a 25-minute Shane McMahon match. Yeah, no. I hope not. I, I hope it's something seven, 10, 10, 10 minutes. sub. Sub 10. Yep. Um, Because, yeah, I get it. We got a 25-minute Shane McMahon match when it was against The Undertaker. But that's because we got a 25-minute Undertaker match. Undertaker yeah. match. I don't want to see a 25-minute Strowman and McMahon match. I really no. don't. Strowman With buckets of slime Stro- and stuff. Strowman should get the the Brock Lesnar treatment. Unless you're with the right guy, under under 10 minutes. Yeah, and just let him squash him, too. Yeah, that's what needs like, to happen. Yep. And then next we had a really, really good wrestling match between Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes. The only yes. downside is something you were mentioning uh before we started recording, is how Rollins was continuously calling out Cesaro. And it was like every single quiet point after a big move or whatever, yeah, rest holds and stuff like that, he's calling Cesaro out. It's like, look what I'm doing to your friend. Look what I'm doing to your friend. It's like, no, we get it. And we get that you're mad that they showed the video of the big swing and stuff like that and that Nakamura knocked your teeth in the, you know, the last Friday night on SmackDown. Yeah. But at the but end of the keep- day... But to keep calling out 22 times, he swung me 22 times. We get it. Yeah, We get it. I just, I enjoyed the match as a match. Um, I'm very excited that this match happened. I, yeah. You know, they're two great wrestling talents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, one, the pre-match stuff with Matt Riddle yeah. and Nakamura, oh which was God. hilarious. That was hilarious. And then on WWE social media, post-match, 
Nakamura was talking about how you know he's not going to let this loss affect him. Um, he still wants to be the first Far Eastern Asian-born world champion in the WWE. So I'm really interested to see what this does. You know, obviously post Mania. Because Nakamura is yeah. not going to get inserted in any title matches at Mania. No. At least world title matches. So yeah. I want to see what this does post-Mania. Yeah, How they exactly. set this up for him. So yeah. I'd li- I would like. I mean, I've always liked Nakamura. I I, I thought he should have won the title off of AJ um, when they were having their whole feud. Yeah. I thought that would have yeah. been the time when to Nakamura put the belt on Nakamura won the uh, Rumble in 18. Royal Rumble. Yep. But they had him lose to AJ and then turn heel at WrestleMania 34. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, teach their own. Um, moving on to a hell of a, a no-holds-barred match. <sighs> Dude. The, this was vicious. The hell these two guys have put themselves through in the last four weeks, five weeks. Since he lost the belt. Yeah, at it is just been, Chamber. It has been non-stop brutalization between these two. They've had how many no-holds-barred matches? Three? Yeah, they had... Yeah, the one that went to no contest. Didn't they have a no-holds-bar the week prior to this as well? I mean, it feels like every time they get in the ring together, they're having a no-holds-bar match. I I don't know if it's no-holds-bar, but they've had a lot of brutal matches, yeah. I mean, the welts on these guys after this match? Oh, it's an understatement. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's just incredible the effort these two guys have put forth for this feud. I would love to see this feud continue. I know it won't because we know McIntyre is going after Lashley at um, WrestleMania. Um, But, man, what a a brutal match. From the kendo sticks to the table spots. Yeah, the white noise through the table. Yeah, I mean. And then sending Sheamus through the LED boards in the Thunderdome. Yeah. Just Um, so... It was a spot fest. Is really what it was, but it was two big guys. Yeah, it in wasn't. This spot it wasn't fest. a flippy doodah spot fest. It was no. a lot of big moves. It was a lot of weapon power. moves and stuff like that. A lot of power um, stuff. Yeah. Moving on to one of my favorite matches of the night. Just be. It wasn't a wrestling match. This was no. cinematic, a hundred percent. It wasn't a cinematic 100%. match, but that's what it was built as. Yep. Bliss versus Orton. First of all, Orton's doing his old intro, and he starts having the ooze coming the out of him again. black throw up, yeah. Yes. And then Bliss comes out to her regular music, and then it gets wacky and weird and distorted and all this. It was the distorted um, Funhouse music. Yes. Kind of mixed with her theme, but was the, the creepiest part of this intro for her. When she came out to the ramp, she looked like normal Alexa Bliss. Obviously with her her funhouse dress on. Yep. But when she started getting closer and closer to the camera, you noticed that she had pale makeup on. It almost looked like all the color pulled out of her face, making her look ghastly. And yep. my heart was starting to sink at that. It was so disturbing it's such an awesome character both of these characters actually all three all of these three characters of these people in this are match so good with the character work right now 
I mean, Alexa Bliss's stuff where she has like the scaffolding falling and stuff like that. She got all these paranormal powers. And, she, and I love how she said, "Watch out, Randy, the sky's falling." So nonchalant. She's yes. spitting the fireballs. Yeah. She's got it's the fire nuts. blowing up in the middle of the ring. It's it's incredible. And then we get the return. Yeah. From the depths of hell, the fiend, this melted, scorched fiend character. <sighs> nightmare fuel. It is nightmare fuel. It is. Like, even his, like, dreadlocks are burnt off. and Yeah. Like, everything about him is just so twisted. And there's no Bray Wyatt here. Like, there's no remnants of this Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt. No, this, this is, is the, the fiend. fiend. This is the fiend coming back for, I, to use a term, retribution against one Randall Keith Orton. This is the and, fiend returning for Randy's soul. Yes, 100%. And this, this may be, I'll be honest with you, this may be the perfect way to write Randy off, or, Orton off TV for a little bit. Yeah, because to have him um, lose at Mania. Correct, because if you have a chance, if anybody out there has a chance to watch his Broken Skull session with Stone Cold, he talks about how he is dealing with little injuries here and there, and it's just it's part of the business. But Randy if you're just with needs these time little, off. He just give him some time off. The guy's been nonstop since um, Edge's return, really. Mm-hmm. Ever since Edge's return, he's been nonstop. He went from Edge right to McIntyre, did the and whole McIntyre, McIntyre for a good six months. Yep, did the whole McIntyre thing. Then he's been basically in this Fiend thing ever since then. So yeah. I think it would be beneficial to maybe give him a little bit of time off. You know, let the Fiend, quote unquote, end Randy Orton. Yeah. So I just, two things I noticed. One, the Fiend is definitely nightmare fuel, the way he is presented at this particular moment. And two, slimmed down. Yeah, he lost quite a lot of weight. He lost weight like he is not husky harris anymore my big peak of interest in this whole situation is where's the characters because we know randy killed him Mm -hmm. so what characters are we getting are we actually going back to the fun house are we going to the burnt down wyatt compound where are we going because i am very where is this going because i don't know if we're going to get a fun house anymore because in storyline destroyed it bray wyatt's dead in storyline yes Yes, but this this fiend character is is almost a zombie. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, it, no soul. He is just he's out for, for Randy's Randy. blood. That's what he's out for. Yeah. And then moving on to our main main event. event. <sighs> I mean, again, easily match of the you night. You put these you put these two guys in a ring, and it's never going to be a bad match. And I mean, if you go all the way back to Fastlane, was it 2015 they had a match together? 16. It was 16. No, wait. It was the I, WrestleMania leading up to 30. No. I thought it was th- 31. When okay. Rollins cashed in. So I think it was 2016 because Rollins cashed in in the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar Brock match. match, which Roman beat... Um, Brian, Brian at Fastlane to get okay. into that match. Okay. So the way I look at it is these guys never have bad chemistry. Never. Um, This was an incredible match. The little sprinkling of having Edge in there, having the referee bump, so this way Edge had to do something. Mm-hmm. And the fact Roman tapped. That's, that's the whole point 
that's going to lead to what the Mania match will be, which is a yes. triple threat match. Yes, because Roman tapped, and then after Brian inadvertently hit Edge, Edge essentially cost Brian the match at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah, he took Brian out of that match because as Roman's tapping, Edge hits him with the chair. Yeah, because Edge is supposed to at that point ref the match and see, oh, he's yep. tapping, uh, ring the bell, Brian yep. wins. But yep. he's so preoccupied with like, you know what? Screw this guy. Smack. Yep. And then smacks Roman away. with the chair too. Walks away, and Roman just drapes over Brian. One, two, three. Match mm-hmm. is over. Yeah, because you get the new we, ref run in. Yep, we're gonna get we're gonna get this triple threat match, and I'm excited to get it. Yeah, and we will talk more about our predictions for that match as the weeks continue going on, and as our prediction shows come up for WrestleMania week. Which, as we yep. said, WrestleMania week is going to be a very busy week for us because we're going to yes, be doing multiple shows. We will talk more about that as that comes, but. This wraps up our recap of WWE Fastlane 2021. Um, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, obviously hit us up on social media at TheJald or at DerLaufenDoink508 underscores That's between right. each word. Or hit us up at DoubleDoinkNetwork on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, that is our joint social media page where you guys can contact us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or if you guys want to hear anything specific on the show, definitely hit us up there. Obviously, follow us on all your favorite podcasting uh, programs, being iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. I'm working on getting a couple more avenues. I kind of just got to find a couple other ones. But basically, you can find us on iTunes or Spotify, whichever you prefer. But that wraps up this episode. This has been a Double Doing Network production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.